I don't know about you, but growing up and still to this day, I love watching me some sports highlights. So I think we'll do something similar today with the Doer's Journey podcast since we just crossed the milestone of 10 episodes. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer. Because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now let's be doers and dive into this episode. Hey, 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 Doer's Journey family, welcome to this episode and thank you for listening to the podcast, for sharing the podcast, and for those of you that have already rated the podcast and gave a review, thank you. And for those that haven't yet, please take time to do that. It really means a lot to me to see your ratings and see your reviews, and it helps us get the word out out there about the podcast so more people can find it and listen to what you've been listening to. So I thought we'd do a little something different today. What I've done is gone through the first 10 episodes and I've pulled out what I believe some of the best takeaways are from each one of our phenomenal guests. So you're going to be listening into that. And if you don't hear one of your favorite takeaways, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you come to our Facebook group at the Doer's Journey podcast and share what your favorite takeaways has been from one of these episodes. And let me know how you like this episode. If you'd like me to keep on doing this, maybe every 10 episodes or so, we'll see how it goes. But again, thank you for listening. So let's jump right into our first clip. Let's kick this off with the person I had my very first interview with, and that's entrepreneur and personal trainer Jeffrey Witherspoon. Jeffrey was in episode two, and he talks about how to grow your business and create a super engaged Facebook group. And in this clip, you're going to hear him answer the question that I asked concerning what he would say to his younger self to help him accelerate his business even faster than it already has. So let's listen to this clip from entrepreneur and personal trainer Jeffrey Witherspoon. It's a it's a simple phrase for this one, Carlos. I would tell myself that it's OK to be different. Oh, wow. I spent a lot of time trying to be like other trainers. I'd say, man, this guy has 100,000 followers. I need to be like him. This lady has 200,000 followers. I need to be like her. I need to try to get my social media game up. I need to do this and do that. But if it's already been done, you can't. My, my new mantra is I want to do what other people aren't doing. I say that again. Say that again. I want to do what other people aren't doing. Because for me, it's, it's almost like uh, there's a fallacy when it comes to the personal training and fitness world. It's like cookie cutter. Do what this person did because they got it this way. But if they already got it, they've already captured that market share. You know, look for where there's an opening. I'm always looking for where there's an opening. So if everybody's over here buying Coke and there's a ton of Pepsi, I may go buy a Sprite. So you got to look at where there's an opportunity that is not being tapped. So right now, the, the fitness community, the, the online training, the, the fitness influencers is flooded. You can't, you can't open your Instagram without getting hit by a fitness influencer. 
So I knew that I just couldn't go that same route after I learned that lesson. Now I, now I started out wanting to be like everybody else. I wanted to be a fitness influencer. Then I learned that being a fitness influencer wasn't my route. My route was taking care of my clients, having exceptional service, and letting them be the mouthpiece for me instead of me being the mouthpiece to the world. That's awesome, man. It's okay to be different. And, you know, another word that, that I've been uh, looking at, too, is just authenticity, just being right. your authentic self. You know, somebody told me once, hey, stop trying to live like a copy or basically just be yourself. Everybody yeah. else is already taken. You know, there's yeah. only one Jeff and we need Jeff and we need Jeff's light to shine. And um, for you that are listening right now, you know, you need to let your light shine you need to dare to be different. You know, you need to, to yeah. be authentic and you don't need permission to be authentic because you're going to yeah. bring something to the table that Jeff can't bring or that I can't yeah. bring because that's your personality, you know, yeah. coming through. So that, that's powerful, Jeff. All right. Up next in our compilation of some of the best moments we've had so far in the first 10 episodes of the Doer's Journey podcast is from my friend, former teammate and current NFL coach Maurice Drayton. And Maurice talked to us in episode four about how to handle and deal with disappointment and failure in your life. In this clip, you're going to hear the reason Maurice believes that most people fail. So let's listen into this clip with my friend, former teammate and current NFL coach, Maurice Drayton. The main reason why people fail is because of fear. So how do we define fear? I think fear is a little evil from within. Fear is a mind controller. We have to learn how to face and control fear. And to me, people who, who, who have fear also have limited vision and a lack of self-esteem. This is what keeps people from being doers, so to speak. So one, we have to overcome this fear. We have to expand our vision through listening to podcasts, listening to people uh, who, who are of like minds and have the goals that we want. And, and, and boost our self-esteem so that we can be doers. You know, I, I truly believe we got to find our life's work. You know, if you find your life's work, I believe that'll put you in your power place. And once you hit your power place, man, the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. And man, you just hit something right there with, with fear and how it can, it can paralyze you. Yes, yes, you know, yes. It can, it can just paralyze you. And, and even though you've read the books or you've been listening and you've seen, you know, you got people out there that have taken action, but yeah. the fear of failing yeah. is a huge and a real thing. You know, yeah. John Maxwell has that book called Failing Forward. And just <laughs> yes. know that failure is part of the process. Yeah, and yeah. you got to stay in the process and you yeah. just, once again, you learn that that failure is feedback. Hey, that's just, I just learned a way not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I know now not to go down that road or take that step or, or type that note or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can just yeah. keep moving forward. Man, so. that's amazing. Les Brown, Miles Monroe, Eric Thomas, C.T. Fletcher with his potty mouth. All these guys tell you to fail your way to greatness. 
Right. It's okay to fail. Fail your way to greatness. Right. So there's no and, such thing as mistakes. We talked about that earlier. Right. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is, this is a journey. Yeah. A lot of people, yes. a yeah. lot of people think, you know, failure is a destination and an yeah. end point. Yeah. Yeah. Now it can be if you let it. There you, you know, go. Maurice, you could have just sat there soaking in your bedroom and mm -hmm. still be mad and bitter yeah. about yeah. not getting the job and disappointed yeah. about that. But yeah. you didn't let that be a pit stop for you or a, 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 a just the, the end all be all that Correct. you know what? There's no more after this. Yeah. Life yeah, is yeah. a journey and this is the doer's journey. And That's you got to right. know that along the way, there's going to be stops you make there's going to be detours you got you're going to make there's going to be failures and there's going to be successes correct along correct. the way as well now up next is melinda millbauer and she was on episode five and she talked to us about how to pay for college the three-step formula to finding and winning scholarships if you have not listened to that and you have anybody who's currently a middle schooler, high schooler, or currently in college, you need to go to listen to that episode right now so you can see how to win scholarships. Melinda's helped my daughters uh, win thousands and thousands of dollars in scholarships over the last two years alone. But anyway, as far as this clip is concerned, this is actually a little bit away from scholarships. Melinda answers the question that I ask all of my guests. She answers the question, what is your doer's superpower? That one trait, skill, or value that's really helped you in life. By the way, have you had a chance to listen to that episode yet? It's episode three on how to discover your doer's superpower. Make sure to go and check that out. But for now, let's listen into Melinda Milbauer, the scholarship lady, answer the question of what her doer's superpower is. people ask me that all the time they and they ask me how do you do it you know every day working um, full-time as a counselor and last year I did 173 free informational workshops so pretty much every day in the school year I was getting in my in my car and driving somewhere one one week I went to Greenville four days in a row um, from Dorchester and I don't know it's just something you know, it's that initiative that was instilled with me a long time ago. And I tell people I get it from my father. My father, who was a high school coach, football coach, was my guidance counselor. And I didn't realize back in the day that's what he was doing. And I swore that I would never be like my father. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I the, the, it comes from my father. It comes from my background with my family. Um, my family, they have always been helping people in the community. Um, and I, I get it honestly, um, that that doer instinct um, from my dad, from my mom and my dad and my grandmother, too. <laughs> it just runs in the family. Yes, yes, As I, yes. I, I send messages back and forth. And if you've listened, I believe it's episode two, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Witherspoon, the personal trainer. He is actually your cousin. Is that cousin? Yes, yes, Jeffrey, yes. yes so yes. It, it definitely, and I tell Jeff, he is a servant leader. So that definitely yes. runs in your family because, you know, to do what you do as many days as you do it and then also do it as just a counselor over and over. And I just want to thank you on behalf of everyone, Melinda, that you, <laughs> you've helped over these years for, for everything you do and having a servant's heart like that. Yes, thank you. 
And, and if you follow us, you'll see we we not only just talk about it, we in, encourage students um, like your, your kids to get out there and share their message. Um, we have about 517 students now who have full rides um, with our assistants. And I think we were just creeping over about 5,000 students that we've assisted um, since 2017 who received one or more scholarships. And so it's possible. And we don't want to be the ones to just talk about it or Chanel talk about it. We want other students to spread the word, um, just like, you know, what you guys are doing um, as well, because um, each one teach one. You gotta love people like Melinda who just want to help people be the best they can be in their lives and just with so much passion. And I think that's a common theme that I'm having with all of these guests. They're just servant leaders. And in this next clip you're about to hear, you're going to hear from the first couple that I actually interviewed on the Doer's Journey podcast, and that's Shavalo and Monique Wilson-Debriano. And Shavalo and Monique talked to us in episode six about how to turn a recipe into a finished product ready for retail store shelves. And Shavalo and Monique are just some of my favorite people to follow. They're doing phenomenal things. They're the owner of Charleston Gourmet Burger. You've probably seen them on Facebook. They've been on QVC. And they're just doing great things now, coaching people and helping them get their recipes into retail stores and online sales. But in this episode, you're actually going to hear them talk about one of my favorite topics, which is M perfect action, the power of taking imperfect action. So let's jump into that now and let's listen to this clip from Shovalo and Monique Wilson-Debriano. There was a huge lesson in there that I, that I hope you got um, as you're listening to this. And it's what I call imperfect action. Mm. You know, what Steve Harvey said, jumping, because Shavala and Monique, they didn't have everything perfect. They didn't have all the, the pretty layout. They, they right. just took action. How yes. often has that been a, a big part of what you guys do? Have you always been like that or has that changed or do you continually just continue to do imperfect action? Well, done is better than perfect. Mm. <laughs> So, right. you know, I mean, we are, you know, mm -hmm. I am a perfectionist and I think yes. Shavala is also, but if you sit around and wait until everything is perfect, yes. you're not going to do it. It's always going to be something that is going to go wrong, always. And I mean, we still yeah. have that happen today. Yeah. I don't care, you know, when, when sometimes you see us selling on TV on QVC, you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You have no idea, like, what was happening right before that camera came to us. Uh -huh. It's kind of like, like, like the ducks. You see them all cool above water, but their feet are moving real crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have no clue what is going on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's that, but you, ha you have to, it's a process. You know, and you, you can't just sit around and wait because we see some people, you know, that have come to us. They see us in the grocery store and they come to us and we see them multiple times. It's like, oh man, did you start your business yet? No, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still trying to get that business plan done. It's yeah. been five years. You want to keep, you know, you have to, you got to move. You have mm. to move. Have to move. And, and just, I mean, I don't know if we're, we're going to talk about it later, but what I'll say is that in the food space, because that's what we know about. 
I'll tell you, in the food space, the retailers, the people who are buying food for the big supermarkets, the Walmart, the Kroger, the Costco, the Sam's Club, they are looking for people who have food products. Okay, next up on this compilation of some of my favorite takeaways from the first 10 episodes of the Doer's Journey podcast, we're going to hear from Eric White. And Eric White is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, investor out there helping so many people uh, learn the skill of trading. And in episode seven, Eric talked to us about how to master investing or any skill by leveraging the power of the one thing mentality. So in this clip, Eric's actually going to talk about that book and the question to ask yourself so you can leverage the one thing mentality. Let's listen to this clip with Eric White. fell upon a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And when I read that book, I had to ask myself, what is the one thing that if you do it and you focus on it and you do it so well, that it will make everything else easy? And I was like, investing. I want to make investing my one thing so that if I do it well enough, it will open up many other doors and then I can do the things that I want to do, right? Eric, Eric, say that again. For the person that's listening to this, because that's an excellent book, The One Thing. Say, say that quote again about focusing on the one thing. If you focus on one thing and you do it well enough, how impactful will it be? That it, will it take care of everything else in your life? And that's, it's sometimes we avoid that one thing that if we know if we do it well and we do it with fidelity, we'll be able to position ourselves to do things in life that we never thought we could have. And it'll open up so many other doors. You think of Michael Jordan, his one thing was what? Basketball. If he didn't do well in basketball, he wouldn't be the entrepreneur and uh, global brand that he is. You take Oprah Winfrey, she focused on that talk show. She did that well enough, now she's a, a, a conglomerate in many things. So. I tell people, focus on that one thing first and then branch out instead of be trying to become a jack of all trades at the beginning and become a master of none. So you have to master something. Now this next clip you're about to hear is from the co-author of one of my favorite books of all time, The Go-Giver. And you're about to hear from Bob Berg. Bob was somebody I actually wrote down in my journal when I first started this podcast as somebody that I had to have on this podcast. And I was so honored that he accepted the invitation. And in episode eight, Bob talked to us about how to be your authentic self the go-giver way. And in this clip, you're going to hear him answer the question around how to be authentic even when you're modeling somebody or you're modeling a business. So let's listen into this clip with Bob Berg. How do we model someone or how does a business model another business, but still keep their authenticity so they don't lose themselves? Great question. Great question. First, the sages of old asked, who is wise? And they answered, that person who learns from all others, mm. right? And so the, the neat thing is there are so many people we can learn from. We can even learn from people who are no longer here. I mean, we can read the, 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 the Stoics 
All right, and, and learn stoicism, which is unbelievable information from people. We can read Lao Tzu, and we can, and we can read Sun Tzu, and we can read Benjamin Franklin, and Booker T. Washington, and Dale Carnegie, and Napoleon Hill, and, and you know, I mean, all these great people, right? And we can study and learn from. We can watch YouTube videos. We can also learn from the modern day people who you and I both admire. Here's the thing. Learn from everyone, okay? Learn from everyone, adapt their wisdom, but don't adopt their personality. Mm. This is key, this is key, because people have systems from which we can prosper, okay? We can learn, what is a system? A system is simply the process of attaining a goal based on a very logical, and specific set of how-to principles. Okay, the key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, you know that all you need to do is A, and you'll get the desired results of B. Brian Tracy is so brilliant. Brian Tracy's put together these wonderful systems. Uh, adapt his system, but don't try to be Brian. <laughs> See, I can learn from Brian, but I can't be Brian. I can, I can learn from Dondi Scumachi, who's a great leadership teacher. I can't be Dondi Scumachi, right? Uh, I can learn from Willie Jolly. I can't be Willie Jolly, right? All we can do, we can learn from everyone. We can adapt their wisdom. Mm. But we need to stay true to our authentic selves. I love that. And for the for you that's listening right now, what Bob just said is so go back and rewind that. <laughs> Listen to it again. Um, because, you know, take on the skills, but you got to keep your personality because the world needs you. I don't know about you, but as you've listened to each episode of the Doer's Journey podcast, you're probably starting to see some themes. And one of those themes that I'm seeing is the importance of milestones. So in this next clip coming up, you're actually going to hear from endurance athlete Dave Moore. Now, Dave Moore was a person that used to weigh 300 pounds, smoked more than one pack of cigarettes every day as a firefighter. And one day just made some powerful decisions to turn his life around, lose a ton of weight, get fit. Now he's competing in endurance races that go well over 300 miles. And actually, I want to give Dave a shout out because he just completed, I believe, a 340-mile endurance race. So congratulations, Dave. In this clip that you're about to hear, Dave's going to talk about the importance of milestones and how you can apply them to your life. So let's listen into this clip with endurance athlete Dave Moore. Talk to us about the importance of milestones as you're as you're running the 100Ks, the 300Ks or anything where because you said earlier that you thought about how much you had left to go versus looking at how far you've already gone and just maybe that next mile or, or that next step. Talk about absolutely. how milestones have helped you. Oh, absolutely. So when you're when you're running, um, and it's, you know, Again, I don't diminish anybody's attempt at any kind of race whatsoever. I can remember when I was running 5Ks, 3.1 miles, you know, it was broken down to, okay, here's the first mile, here's the second mile, here's the third mile. 
it's no different than that than running 100 miles or running 314 miles. Uh, my, my experience with the 314 miles is, you know, that one time I let that creep into my mind and I got 214 more miles to go. This is crazy. You have to, your, your brain just, my brain can't comprehend all that. You cannot let the fact that you got to run 314 miles even enter into your brain. It's only got to be, it's six miles to this gas station. That's six miles is 10 K. We can do that. Your brain can comprehend that. When I ran the hundred K, it was an accident. I even got into that race. I ran it because one of my good friends, Billy, you know him as repo in the F3 world was running it and his pacer didn't go with, didn't, it wasn't going to do it or his friend wasn't going to do it. And I said, well, I'll sign up and run it with you. And I told him, I said, look, we're going to break this down. We're going to run 10, 10 Ks. That's the way we're going to do it. We can run, we can run a 10 K all day long. I said, that's the way we're going to do it. So that's why we broke it down. Don't think about running 62 miles. Think about running 0.2 miles. Let's set our watch and run 6.2 miles. Hey, we did that. We're 10% down. Let's go do it again. We're 20% down. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of important to get those milestones. And, you, and when you're running the multi-day races, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for, okay, where's that church at that they said was up around the corner that we can go sit down on? Oh, it's six miles away or it's 12 miles away. Um, and, and, and enjoy and embrace the fact that you just ran 100 miles. We're at 100 miles. We, this body that you didn't think could do anything just ran 100 miles. Don't ever think, oh, i got to do that two more times because then your brain's going to shut down on you. Um, say, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's get to the next point. Let's get to the next city. Um, our goal today is to make it from this city to that city, and it's 22 miles. That's, that's, a, a chain, that's not even a marathon. Um, when you get in these races though, for me, it's like, if I can move three and a half miles an hour, I'm doing good. And that's the way I look at everything. I go, so if I got to go six miles, that's two hours, a little less than two hours. So, um, yeah, it's very important to have these little minor goals during a long endurance race so that you don't always thinking about the end goal. I didn't think that I even thought about the finish line until I got to the 300 mile mark. When you get to the 300 mile mark, then that's when I said, okay, I'm going for the finish line right now. There's nothing that's going to stop me. It's 14 miles. I got to climb this mountain. It's three miles. It's like an 8% grade or whatever it was. It felt like 12%. Um, but I'm going for the finish line. It's there. It's attainable. And I'm going for it. Up until that point, other than that one time where I had my meltdown, I never thought about the finish line until I got to the 300 mile mark. And then when there then there was nothing that could stop any of us. It was, we're going, that's the end of it. And uh, let's go finish it. I, lo I love that. And for you that's listening, you know, you might not be an endurance athlete. You might not be, uh, you know, might not run 5K. So how does this apply to you? Look at your goals right now and, and break it down. Break it down to milestones. If, if you're looking to write a book, hey, the first milestone might be writing the first sentence or writing one page per day of your 300 page book. So in less than one year, if you're writing one page per day, you're going to write your page or that book, that 300 page book in 300 days. So breaking down your goals is so important and getting to those milestones. And I love what Dave said too, or what you said, Dave, when you talked about, you know, celebrating whether, of course, when you're running, you gotta, you can't go and buy yourself anything, but in your mind, you're like, yes, you know, I got to mile 30, 
mile 40. Uh, one of my friends, when we were doing an actual, like a mud run obstacle course, saw that I was struggling and he looked at me and he was like, Carlos, let's get to that next tree. And I'd look at that tree. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. We got to right. that tree. Carlos, all right, let's get to this next tree. So that's, this is something you can apply to your life is creating these milestones, create the long-term goals, and then create milestones along the way to help keep you encouraged and keep you going. All right, next up on this compilation of some of the best takeaways from the first 10 episodes of the Doer's Journey podcast, you're going to hear from executive coach and current EVP of the John Maxwell team. And yes, that John Maxwell, the leadership guru, you're going to hear from Chris Robinson. Now, Chris is somebody that I've admired for a long time. Got a chance to meet him back around 2012, 2013, and I've always admired how he moves about in his business and his life. And I brought him on to episode 10 to talk about the art of goal setting so you can get what you really want in life. And in this clip, you're about to hear him drop a knowledge bomb on you, one that seems so obvious, but it just really shook me. And I mean that in a good way when he said it. So, and it's already something I've already been applying to my life and have already gotten results. So let's listen into this clip with Chris Robinson as he shares with you the minor adjustment that you can make when it comes to goal setting that can change everything for you. Yeah, I can solve it just like this. We never set unrealistic goals. We only set unrealistic timelines. Mm. Say that <laughs> so again. Say we, that never, again. we never set unrealistic goals. We only set unrealistic timelines. So where we often get distracted with our goals is that we say, well, in the next 12 months, I want to make a million dollars. Okay. But here's the truth of reality. If you don't become the person that makes a million dollars in that 12 months, but now you become a, you know, a, a six figure earner, $150,000 earner. Okay. It may take you eight years, five years, 10 years to become that million dollar year earner. That goal wasn't unrealistic. Maybe the timeline was unrealistic. Okay. And then the timeline really doesn't have to be unrealistic, but we're saying, Hey, we're setting the stretch goal. We know that, Hey, this isn't likely but yet that goal is very likely, but the timeline may not be likely. And that's the difference maker. And oftentimes people quit goals. They walk away from goals. Why? Because they didn't hit a timeline. And this is the difference between average people and above average people. Average people hold on to the struggle for a timeline. They hold on for a timeline. Well, if it doesn't work for me by the end of the year, Carlos, I'm going to go get a job. But the above average person, they hold on to the struggle long enough until it happens. Mm. They don't say, hey, I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to make, you know, a million dollars in this year. And if I don't make it, I'm going to quit. No, the, the above average person says, I'm going to be a million dollar earner. I don't care how long it takes me to become a million dollar earner. I'm going to stay in pursuit. I'm going to sustain thought into that until it happens. That's the difference between average and above average person. And, you know, that timeline you said, the perfect timeline, you kept on saying a word there, Chris. It's until. Until. How long are you going to give yourself to be a millionaire? Until. until. You know, how long are you going to give yourself to get in shape? Until. Until, until I get in shape. If I don't get right. in shape by next month, I'm it's still okay. good. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> I love somebody it. Free. <laughs> right, right, right. 
As we close this out, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode and this compilation of some of the best takeaways from the first 10 episodes of the podcast. If you got anything out of this or from one of the other episodes, please share this with your friends and people that you care about so they can get something out of it as well. And as we always talk about, go out there and apply one of the things that you've heard immediately so you can go out there and take action. Because remember, we're not just hearers, we're doers. So I want to encourage you to go out there and apply something that you've learned or that you heard in this podcast right away to your life. So again, thank you for listening in. And if you haven't done so yet, it really mean a lot to me if you could go out and give the show a rating wherever you're listening to it at, whether it's on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all the major platforms right now so you can listen in at your convenience. Looking forward to continuing this journey with you as we bring on more guests that can help you on your doer's journey. All right. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this community. Go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be hearers. Go out there and be doers. Thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day. And remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.